Hi everyone, this is Andre from The Mental Health uh, and I'm here to preview an event that is happening on the 24th of June called Health SMI, Health, uh, Physical Health specifically in Severe Mental Illness. And I'm here with Kerry, who is a peer researcher at the University of York, who has lived experience of mental illness. Hi Kerry, how are you doing? Hello, good, thanks. Uh, it's a rainy day in lockdown. It's the same here in Bristol, but it's going to be nice at the weekend, or so they tell me. So, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> look forward to some sunshine. Um, yeah. So yeah, introduce yourself to us and our listeners, Carrie. Tell us a bit about yourself and what your role is at the University in York. Um, so I'm Kerry. Um, I've had um, various mental health problems um, for most of my most of my life. Um, I also do various sorts of research, um, both peer research and um, research assistant stuff that has nothing to do with mental health occasionally. Um, I've uh, had experience of psychosis and schizophrenia been in hospital a few times um i've uh did a an undergraduate degree in psychology at the uni of york many years ago um then had a period of being quite unwell and not really able to engage in much and um during that time i got involved in various um basically fairly low level user involvement um stuff around york yeah what what do you think are the futures our services should be what color should we paint the therapy room walls that sort of thing um and after a while i thought hmm, this doesn't actually seem so difficult running mental health services and some of the things i'm pretty sure i could do a better job of it um and so i, I got very interested in how things run and med and health policy and stuff like that um and from that i ended up doing a master's in public health um took various bits of that of that while i was actually in hospital under section which you know i'm quite proud of and then after that i've been working in various research assistant type roles both in mental health and in other things like researching antibiotic resistance and things around public health so i've been really interested in the health study because looking at physical health in severe mental illness is a long-standing interest of mine it's about seeing seeing someone as a whole person and also seeing all the systems and barriers and context which is in place around the person and which shapes their experience of health both mental and physical so it, it's about um not just things like the individual but also things like is there a gym or local form of exercise that's accessible to them what will the attitudes of other people be like if i turn up to a sports club things like that i suppose historically when we treat somebody with severe mental illness you mentioned your own experience of being sectioned there you know when, when somebody goes in and is admitted against their will into hospital we tend to prioritize treating them for their mental health difficulty um, rather than thinking about their physical health um, but why so give, give us give us some sort of concrete examples of why people with 
severe mental illness should be focusing on their physical health. Why is this such a big issue? So I absolutely agree that a lot of the time it feels like physical health is forgotten. Yeah, I've been in wards where the only way you could get to go outdoors was by going on smoking breaks. Um, and that's the only way you got to see daylight in the sky. And wards where, you know, you could be seconds and have to stay inside for a couple of months and there was no way to do exercise. But there was cream cakes every afternoon for tea, mm. things like that. And that's, that doesn't make sense because someone's recovery someone how they are in their life and their community isn't just about like physical health and symptoms and things it's about participation in society and if someone's physical health is holding them back from participation in society that's absolutely needs addressing so you know I want to be well enough that I can um, go run around run around the park playing games with my mates that I can go chase after my friend's children and climb trees with them, that I can go join join my local running club and make new friends that way, that I I get to feel good about myself and all the positive things that brings. And it almost seems to me like there's a look you get after being in the mental health services too 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 long. You end up feeling a bit like a mushroom that never sees the light. Um that you know you're expected to sort of sit indoors and not do anything and not be alive and not feel like your body belongs to you. And as someone who really enjoys being outdoors, that's ever so frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. I guess there's a big relationship, isn't there, between sedentary behaviour and mental illness, be that depression or other kinds of severe mental illness. Yeah. Um, and the two sort of feed off each other almost. Absolutely. Like, if you, if you feel like shit, if she's not physically, if she's got no energy, if getting up in the morning and going upstairs is a struggle, then it eats away at you. Uh, it eats away your ability to be part of society and to get on with all the things you have to do. And like living with mental illness and trying to get anything done, that takes so much extra energy as well. Like it's hard work to do anything when you're, you're dealing with voices and you're dealing with confusion and you just feel like you're wandering around in a fog all day. And for me then, getting out running gives me a sense of focus and calm and structure. And that's really helpful in dealing with the sort of foggy feeling lost that a lot of my mental health stuff. So it's kind of the flip side almost, you know, the the flip side to sedentary behaviour being linked with depression and other illness is that physical activity and being active is also linked with mental well-being and, and more wellness. Yes, I mean, I know Mind for the charity, for example, has talked about the benefits of ecotherapy and getting outside in nature. And honestly, that really helps me. And that's the thing I've been missing a lot during during lockdown. I don't have so much access to that at the moment. And... And, and being able to do sociable things, you know, be on sports teams and things like that, it's, it's another barrier. And 
and also like it or not and maybe it shouldn't be this way but it is there's also a lot of negative social judgments around people who are seen by others as unhealthy and like has already got to cope with mental health stigma i don't need another layer of stigma on top of that i guess it's it's possible that there may be some people with severe mental illness themselves listening to this who are saying well it's all right for kerry because she does this stuff now she does the physical activity she's members of these clubs she's kind of got it sorted um, in the sense that you've managed to get to a point where you are physically active and you can see the benefits but a lot of people struggle to get to that point for various reasons there are barriers that stop them from uh, exercising um, and joining those sorts of clubs and i guess one of the challenges is is how people can take the small steps required to get to where you are what would you what would you suggest to them how can people balance up managing their physical and their mental health it is really hard like i've had a bad patch lately and not not been out for a week or two and then of course that tends to spiral downhill and it just all gets harder and harder and you know if you're having if if you're struggling with your mental health to the point where you don't go outside um, you, much, you don't don't manage showering much, you barely managing to feed yourself at all, then trying to think about well, I want to change change everything, and I'm going to be healthy now, and I'll um, you know do whatever they're saying on Instagram, it doesn't really work. And that's one of the things that's come out as our research um, on this actually, is just try and change one thing, try and focus on one thing you can change and try thinking about what small things you can change. And the thing you, you do is always, even if it's not very much, that's always a big step over not doing anything at all. So the way I see it, even if I can't manage to go out for a run, if I could just manage to like actually get dressed and put some shoes on and go walk to my local park and sit on the bench, that's still more exercise than no exercise at all. And it's still a good start. And it means that the next day I'll be a little bit able to do, to do a little bit more as well. Yeah, just sort of, just just doing a, a little thing to remind myself that I have that little bit of control over my life, even when it seems like everything else is getting lost in the chaos and trying to keep it up as well, trying to have a, a routine and a structure, because that's another thing that can very easily get lost with mental illness, that you're confused and blurry about a lot of things and um maybe haven't got very much external structure in your life because you're not going to work in that and so having exercise be something that you do at a point every day or planning your meals every week or or in advance or before you go shopping or something like that it's this little bit of structure a little bit of control that makes you feel like okay maybe my life belongs to me and maybe I have some control and maybe I can make changes even if it's just little ones to start off with so this event that's happening on the 24th of June um, the health SMI event is kind of dissemination event for some research that's been happening at York University over the last few years and you've been mm. part of the team that's working on that. Do you want to just give us a bit of a, um, an overview of what is going to happen on, on the day? 
So um, the Health SMI study has been looking at behaviour change um, in people with severe mental illness and it's a, a meta-analysis so it's pretty much tried to look at all the studies that has ever been done and sticking them all together and finding out what works and this is important not just for people's long-term health but also for people's quality of life right now and you'll notice that none of the things I've been saying during the study well I've been talking to you has been about well maybe I won't have a heart attack when I'm 70 because honestly I'm 36 now 70 seems like a very long way off and when I'm having a really bad day I don't think I'll ever get there and I'm not sure if I want to but being able to be more healthy and feel better in my body and in my life right now is the thing that can really make a difference to me to, to my mental health right now to my being part of a community right now and yes yeah, so I think that people who are working in health services should um, turn up because it will help give them ways to help their patients in ways that can be a priority to their patients right now in ways that aren't you know about fairly abstract stuff like uh, low density cholesterol or BMI or whatever it is but in ways that are like okay you can do this thing every day that'll make you feel better about yourself or you can go to football club once a week and not only will you feel more more alive and more in your body but you'll also be, maybe be able to talk to people and things um, and I think it'll be useful for people who have severe mental illness and either thinking about ways to um, improve their physical health or might want to. Fantastic and there'll be researchers, there'll be people with lived experience, there'll be clinicians all as part of that discussion that's taking place. It's on the 24th of June, hashtag is healthSMI. Thanks ever so much, Kerry, for sharing your thoughts and your experiences with us. That's been really helpful. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to the event with you next week. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.